0: This is Josh Kanak, and I'm a sales agronomist in CHS Ag Services in Hazel, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success.
1: Good morning, farm news on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Don Wick with Randy Coon, and we'll have an update with Sierra Doctor as well. The humanitarian grain agreement that includes Russia, Ukraine, Turkey and the United Nations will expire Saturday. Negotiations took place over the weekend, but Russia's deputy foreign minister said an extension is not yet in place. Russia wants unlimited access to the world market for its grain and fertilizer. There's no sanctions on Russian grain or fertilizer, but trade has been effectively shut down over access to insurance and financing. Russia also wants its state bank to have access to the global financial platforms.
2: Ukrainian troops push Russia out of the city of Kherson late last week. Martins and management president Randy Martins has said that complicates the negotiations for the Black Sea Grain Initiative.
3: It makes Putin a little bit more furious and and I think that means that he's not as willing to negotiate or be willing to uh not If he's going to come into play with this, with uh, advancing this initiative, I think he's going to want more concessions. And I think he's going to bring some more of that onto the table and say, hey, if we're going to do this, we're going to agree to this, I want X, Y, and Z. And right now he wants to be able to ship some of his grain out a little bit for a year, the fertilizer, which I think we'd be okay with to help lower fertilizer prices. I think is some of the things that are key uh, for him to be able to come back on board and, and uh, give his blessing to the agreement.
1: President Joe Biden and Chinese President Xi Jinping are meeting face-to-face on the sidelines of the G20 summit in Indonesia. Ahead of the meeting, Biden said both countries have a responsibility to manage their differences...
2: Trade and the use of technology are expected to be on the agenda. Biden made a weekend stop at the United Nations Climate Change Conference in Egypt. He said his administration has a bold agenda to address the climate crisis. We're proving that good climate
4: policy is good economic policy. It's a strong foundation for durable, resilient, inclusive economic growth.
2: Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack also participated in the COP 27 conference in Egypt. The USDA leader highlighted the $3 billion investment made in climate-smart agriculture. Vilsack said future programs will feature small and medium-sized farms.
1: The House and Senate are returning to Washington, D.C. this week. In addition to electing new leadership, Congress still needs to pass the 12 appropriations bills, which will likely be folded into one massive omnibus bill. The Russell Group president, Randy Russell, said important nominations are awaiting confirmation. Think about
4: this, it's been two years and we still don't have an undersecretary of trade at USDA. And we've got a great nominee, Alexis Taylor, who's currently the um, ag director in Oregon and formerly in the Obama administration at USDA from Iowa. She's outstanding. And then Doug McCaleb is the Ag Trade Ambassador nominee. Two critically important positions. They're both on the executive calendar. We've had some holds put on them, and I am very hopeful and cautiously optimistic they'll both get confirmed before we break at Christmas.
1: With the midterms now behind us, changes are typically made within the administration. The
4: life expectancy for most political appointees is usually about two years. So um, I think some of that though is really going to depend upon what the president decides to do in terms of is he going to seek reelection or not. Uh, and uh, the word that he said at this press conference is that he's going to take some time to think about it and early next year make a decision. I suspect if Donald Trump announces, which it sounds like he's going to, that may have some bearing on it. So we'll just have to see. But I,
2: I think people will probably wait until they hear about whether the president's running again or not. Food and agriculture interests will need to nurture a relationship with the many new faces in the Minnesota legislature. According to agricultural lobbyist Corey Bennett, one third of the legislator will be, legislature will begin their first session in
3: January. With that comes opportunities, and with that comes challenges. I mean, we, with, with this regard to this election, um, we're going to have a lot of people to educate on our issues that are probably unfamiliar with agriculture and unfamiliar with what we do out there in rural Minnesota and how how we get uh, things from the plate and from the, the field to the plate. And we're going to have to educate those on people on those issues and uh, and bring them along and develop those relationships.
1: There is light snow in the eastern Dakotas and western Minnesota at this hour. There's also snow west of Minot and another system covering all of the eastern half of Minnesota. The snow is expected to continue into tomorrow. The snowfall totals will be light, though, just up to one inch being possible. This is the Red River Farm Network.
2: Monday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. Pioneer sales representative Ron Truax has been busy getting farmers' seed and input orders locked in. Yeah, it's been
0: busy. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of interest. People kind of want to get covered, I guess. With the new way things are being done, it seems like there's more interest in people getting commitments in early to make sure they're getting products covered, especially if they've got a favorite favorite corner hybrid or a bean variety. They kind of want to make sure they're getting covered. So there's, there's a lot of interest in. Especially now, I think when people once it's frozen up, now and the fall work is is done, whether they want it to be or not.
2: For the most part, supplies are readily available.
0: Yeah, it's it's better as a whole. There's going to be a few. Uh, we also sell crop protection products. There's a few products there that are still tight. Um, in general, that's um, in better shape than it was a year ago. Um, seed for us is Pioneer. Our corn supply was super tight last year. It's in better shape this year. Um, there's still a couple leading products that'll be sold out here by the end of the year. But uh, uh, overall, I would say in general, uh, the whole industry's in a little better shape than it was last year. But there will be a couple a couple crop protection products that'll be that'll be a challenge, but for the most part, it takes better.
1: North Dakota Grain Dealers Association, Executive Vice President Stu Letcher, is closely watching the labor discussions between the Class one railroads and their unions.
3: Keep your fingers crossed that uh, we don't have a rail strike. Um, we have a, a nice crop, and it's it's brought into the, you know, it's probably either at the elevator or, or on the ground right now, and we uh, we need uh, rail transportation to make sure it can get it to market.
1: Leiter says river water levels does have an impact on the North Dakota elevator.
3: Most of our stuff goes west, but what that uh what the shipping on the mississippi has created is a little more demand for rail freight so we maybe have seen a little bit of bump in uh secondary freight prices just because there's a little more demand but uh as as those barge rates go down that should uh lessen a little bit and ease up um so uh you know we're We're doing okay as long as we don't get a strike.
2: The U.S. Canola Association meets twice a year with their latest meeting wrapping up Saturday. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Sierra Doctor has more.
4: The Canola Fall Meeting is a place where the industry and producers meet. U.S. Canola Association President Andrew Moore says preliminary farm bill priorities were discussed, but another meeting is needed before they can be solidified.
5: You want to meet again on them? To make sure that our board is in line and we have and we understand what's happened after the election, so we're really going to come together as a board again in January, February as a small committee members, um, mainly focusing on all the producers, getting us together and really focusing on those those talking points. So um, that is to be determined going into uh, into January. I'll say outlining is that the number thing that number one thing that came up was definitely crop insurance, protecting crop insurance for producers. That's a, a tool that we all use for risk management on making sure that we can continue to farm year after year uh, i did talk about a little bit about the um, price points in today's acreage
4: Moore says interest in canola acreage and canola products is increasing
5: it's definitely strong uh, that's what we discovered uh, talked a little bit about with the unilever uh, is that how they're using canola oil uh, in in Hellman's mayonnaise and some other things that they have and their focus is on sustainable agriculture and, and other products and other, other things that they're doing. Um, but specifically, yes, canola oil market is really good, strong, vibrant. The demand for the usage in the U.S. Is, is high to the point that renewable diesel and biodiesel market, the, the way that that's coming online with, with aviation for fuel, um, is really driving the market for more oil, uh, plant-based oils. And so we're excited to see where
1: that's moving.
4: Reporting agriculture's business... I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network.
1: With the supply-demand report behind us, Agrosampo North America market analyst Sterling Smith says South America and China are the new market drivers.
4: I think they want to, one, they want to know they can diversify their sources. I think they learned that from the Ukrainian situation, so they're certainly going to be stepping up and buying more from Brazil. That's not the end of the world. They'll still need to buy
3: from us, and that means Brazilian soybeans that might have been going to the Netherlands or into Rotterdam and into Europe, well, those might end up being U.S. beans. So at the end of the day, it's not that big of a deal, but if they can reopen, that will produce a lot more global consumption.
1: Smith says the downward pressure on the U.S. dollar should help grains as well. A reminder for more information on the red river farm network you can visit facebook and twitter you can also find our stories podcasts and more at rrfn.com you're listening to the red river farm network
2: good morning welcome to inside agriculture on the red river farm network president biden signing a national security memorandum to strengthen the security and resilience of u.s food and agriculture. National Cattlemen's Beef Association CEO Colin Woodall attended a pre-briefing before the signing. What it
3: means is that the Biden administration clearly understands that food security and US food production is national security. So for them to take this move to put out a national security memorandum shows quite clearly that they understand the role we play in feeding ourselves here in the United States and feeding the global community. And so that opens up the opportunity for us to have even more connection to them as we look at the threats against all of American agriculture, but especially cattle production, and find ways to make sure that we can continue to protect ourselves.
2: The pre-briefing included not just usda officials but homeland security as well what all glad to see the security in agriculture
3: taken seriously the thing that really resonated is that it wasn't the usual players it wasn't just usda we had the FBI at the table, the National Security Council, the Department of Defense, the Department of Homeland Security, Customs and Border Protection, and many other agencies that all understand what uh, threats truly mean to this country and their job in trying to respond to those threats. So to have them around the table talking about agriculture and talking more specifically about cattle production, I felt was a very positive sign that they understand the role that we play and that they're willing to work with us more in sharing information and putting in place all the procedures that can potentially protect us. Brad Schlosser is the new executive director of the Minnesota
1: Agriculture and Rural Leadership Program. Schlosser comes tomorrow from South Central Technical College where he was the dean of agriculture and the first director of the Minnesota State Southern Agricultural Center of Excellence. He'll begin his duties
2: December 19th. The new chairman of the U.S. Meat Export Federation is Iowa farmer Dean Meyer. Randy Spronk will serve as Vice Chair. Spronk is a past president of the National Pork Producers Council and Farms in Minnesota's Pipestone County. In the markets, as we speak, Minneapolis wheat, eight and three quarter cents higher for that
1: D's contract at 9.54 and a half, March seven higher. Chicago wheat down three and a half cents, while KC wheat, same contract, six and a quarter higher. Deese corn down two and three quarters at 655 and a quarter. March 659 and three quarters, down three and a quarter. January soybeans down seven and a quarter, 1442 and three quarters. March down seven and a half at 1446 and a quarter. Plenty on the farm calendar. The uh, Northern Canola Growers has a canola research conference on the schedule. It will be held in Fargo at the NDSU Memorial Union. That will be this upcoming Wednesday. They'll take a look at uh, an overview of research and some of the research projects being conducted at NDSU. The Independent Beef Association of North Dakota IBand, has its annual meeting this upcoming weekend. That begins Friday in Bismarck. And we've got a number of Farm Bureau meetings, uh, South Dakota, Minnesota, and North Dakota Farm Bureau, all with their state conventions this upcoming weekend. Minnesota Farmers Union, also with their state convention on tap uh, during the weekend ahead. Have yourself a great Monday, a great week. This is the Red River Farm
3: Network.